welcome to Bedknobs and Broomflakes, the podcast that talks about witches, man-witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and okay, obviously just about everything. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals, and we will again. Um, <laughs> I know I keep promising it, but whatever. Anyway. If you keep uh, promising <laughs> it, it might come true. <laughs> I just have to believe. Clap, everybody. Clap. (laughs) And fear of millions will come back. Don't let the Linda fairy die. (laughs) Um, Well, the good news is, okay, so we're... Oh, good Lord. Okay, maybe that's not great news, but we're halfway through January. And... uh, I plan to be finished with my master's program by the end of this month. So after that, I'll have more time to um, to dedicate to things like favorite familiars. So podcast. So hey, <laughs> yeah. Just as she's finishing, but, I'm going into tax season. So I mean, timing is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Anyways, um, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Jane is the tax man, <laughs> otherwise known as the man. <laughs> My name is Linda, but uh, this week I'm a feckin' cheese. <laughs> and my name is Jane, and I am pretending to play the violin. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, this week we are talking about, uh, well, we're going back to The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, talking about the uh, third episode of the second season, Lupercalia. And um, this one, like, I know, Jane, you were saying, you were telling me earlier that, like, this is a big episode. And after the first time I watched it, I was thinking, like, well, nothing really big happened. I mean, it wasn't like a, a huge turning point. But then I, I watched the episode again, and then I started in on my notes, and I was like, oh, shit, I can't remember this part. Or I can't forget this part. Oh, God, that's right. I got to talk about this part. And, oh, this happened, too. I got to talk about that. <laughs> I realized, oh, God, damn, like, she was right. It's not, It's not like a huge episode in that, like, one big thing happened, because if if one of the things that happened in this episode happened in any, uh, any episode, and that was just the one thing that it was centered around, it would feel like filler. But this one has like a bunch of stuff. And there's a bunch of things I can't talk about because it leads into future spoilers. So Mm. I'm again, I still have my little handful of notes where I'm just like, Oh man, like now, now future things that happen make it more sad or make more sense. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So um, be warned. Um, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> like, I see no way around it. Nope. Um, this might, this and, might be two-parter is what I'm hearing out of you. Yeah, Probably. <laughs> And as we say every time, uh, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. Uh, so if you haven't seen uh, uh, season two, episode three of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I highly suggest that you do so before listening to this episode. Or if you have no plans to watch it, then that's cool, too. Just 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 let us watch it for you. So um, let's explain the episode <laughs> for you. <laughs> 
where to start? Um, Lupercalia. Let's explain what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give um, Zelda's explanation or do you want to have a bit more detailed information that I kind of had to pull up really quickly again? Oh, I did some research myself. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of helpful information from history.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that it was uh, an ancient pagan festival uh, held each year in Rome on February 15th, so the day after Valentine's Day. And um, there are uh, some historians who believe that uh, much like a lot of the holidays um, that are, well, national holidays, whatever. um, Christian holidays. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like Valentine's Day isn't really. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't know. Unless but you count St. Valentine. Is, yeah, I was going to say it is named after uh, a murdered Christian saint. But either way, um, a lot of holidays are just um, basically ripoffs of pagan holidays to uh, that were like watered were down. Really just, <laughs> Let's be fair, watered yeah, down. And it was just like an attempt to to get more people over to, to convert to the uh, Christianity. So... Um, it, it, there are some historians who believe that this is just one of those many sort of holidays. But um, Lupercalia was, um, it was uh, a sexy, sexy holiday. <laughs> and, um, and a bloody, bloody holiday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and a bloody, bloody one as well. Um, so uh, it was all about kind of like Estra for... Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, it's been a while. Uh, for um, for Wiccans, uh, it, it's it's about the um, about uh, um, I, I can come up with words, um, right? It's about fertility, right? So, okay, I was gonna say, are we talking fertility or we? <laughs> yeah. Also, we were going with this. I was like, I'm, I don't want to fill in for her unless like she's like Jane. Well, that that thing you're trying to do right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was. Like, like IV. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's been a long day already. But uh, and I've I've got like um, I'm working on my my final project for my master's, so my brain is very much like sizzling right now. <laughs> like just a little overheated from the focusing. But um, anyway, yeah. So Lupercalia was was meant for. Um, fertility and to ward off evil spirits and um it's it's uh much like Estra. see it it makes me think of Estra. and uh back in the day uh when i was a, a part of a coven we had a we had a um a ritual uh i don't know it, ritual might not be the right word but anyway we had we had a a, a ritual for uh Estra. And, uh, and all four of us, or was it five? Oh God, I have to do math again. No, there were four of us and we all, we all got our period the day after. So we're like, oh, <laughs> I guess it worked, question mark. Um, <laughs> so you guys actually synced up. I've never, I always hear about that happening among female friends, but... Maybe I've never had female friends to sync up with. <laughs> I just realized or your it's, or maybe it's just me and I'm talk sad. About it. <laughs> like, well, like I, I never really experienced that much myself. Um, even with my 
my past female roommates, I think. But um, but then again, I mean, we didn't often talk about her periods. So. Yeah, no, that was never also subject conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like we were but, all passing out tampons on the exact same day. So yeah, like, but like after after we did this, like the day after, um, you know, we were just like talking, and it's like. You know, funny enough, I just got my period after the fertility ritual. <laughs> it's like, me too. Wait, me too. And it's like, God damn it. The- by the way, like- bye all men. <laughs> yeah. <just> listening to <laughs> this. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Sorry. Come back in about uh, probably 30 more seconds. <laughs> but what was really weird was the texture and the smell. No. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> By okay, half so the anyway. women who also don't want to hear this. <laughs> Worst so men, come back, come back. Ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anywho, um, anyway, uh, it's uh, thought that that Lupercalia um, started off to like honor the uh, she wolf from uh, Aunt Z's story. The uh, she wolf who uh, found Romulus uh, and Remus are the 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 the, yeah. the idea of where the Roman Empire started are with Romulus and Remus. They are both kind of it, it, it's it's when we talk about the history of Rome and God listen to the history of Rome the podcast because he does an amazing job of this and he talks about Romulus and Remus and it's it's mm. it's a legend and at the same time it's like. It's it's that borderline where we know that this is about the time when we start talking about Rome, or at least the area of Rome itself, and then how it was founded, and Romulus and Remus are kind of the start of this. How much of them is true, like obviously being saved by a she-wolf and being and suckling upon her and everything, unlikely, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Other possibilities are that there might be some, this, you know, it's that variation between like we're getting into where did it actually start on what we could have some writing about it that could be found to be true versus we made this up because we don't know the answer mm-hmm. <laughs> or because we had an agenda as as some Roman <laughs> Our writers <well-to-do>. have. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fond um, of the ones that they don't like, even if they were good people. They're not always fond no. of them. <laughs> no. They change a lot of stuff towards the end of their life if they really hate them. <laughs> there is <Yeah>. flourish <laughs> in Roman history at times. <laughs> but um yeah, so it, it is thought that that Lupercalia was to honor that she wolf who who um n- nurtured and found the the brothers, uh Romulus and Remus. And um, also, it's believed to um, to be held to have been held to please the Roman fertility god Lupercus. And um, so, anyway, uh, um, according to that story of Romulus and Remus, they found the den where their um, their their wolf mama lived, and they called it Lupercal because uh, the term Lupa means female werewolf or she wolf, if you will. And uh, Lupercal is where the festivities of Lupercalia would begin. So um, it would usually begin with, now this is the the oogie part. Um, (laughs) It would start with a ritual sacrifice of um, one or possibly more male goats 
because uh, they were a representation of sexuality for some reason. Um, and, I don't know. Have you ever seen a dog. Go fucking? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> that was a I joke. I, I actually didn't think you say yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to have uh, two goats. Oh, okay. Um, and I just, it's funny because I just had a dream of goats. Like, like, I had a dream that Carlo and I had a pet goat. And oh, good. I was Carlo glad that's where that was everywhere. going. All here was, I had a dream about me and Carlo. And I'm just like, okay. And Carlo had horns. And <laughs> there were some goats there. <laughs> and naturally, you know, God. No. But I just had this dream where where we had a pet goat and Carlo took the pet goat everywhere we went. And I was I woke up thinking, maybe we need to get a goat. <laughs> you have three special was, needs cats and a dog. You're fine. That's true. Hey, they're not all special needs. <laughs> no, they are kind of special. <laughs> yeah, they're all special in their own way. Yes. <laughs> One needs cuddling. <laughs> one is you, insistent um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh the uh sacrifices were performed by the Luperci, which were uh, a group of roman priests and uh afterwards the foreheads of two naked Luperci were smeared with the animal's blood using the bloody sacrificial knife which you see in in this episode they do that and much like this episode um, they removed the blood with a piece of uh, of wool that was soaked in milk as the Luperci laughed. And uh, you see that that played out in the episode as well. Hmm. Yeah. And, but they do but they do it all with teenagers. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure so did they so did Rome, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I mean, well, what was the life expectancy of of a average roman back then anyway i mean i I mean some of them lived a long time tiberius mm -hmm. um lived a pretty long life you know for you know the way the the, towards the end again one of those people where it's like towards the end they thought of him as a pretty big bastard but (laughs) (laughs) but no some of them i mean octavius lived or octavius lived a long time i mean it's you know it's one of those things where sometimes if you make it past certain time you just kind of keep living and then some of them just you know Die with you know a bunch of knives in their body, or from sickness. I was say. Or from sickness. I mean, that happened too. There were plagues, or from their uh, their silly ass uh, medical ideas. I mean, they 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 had um, aqueducts. Okay, they, they were doing better than the period that followed after the fall. I want to be really clear. What did the Romans ever do for us? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay sorry anyways <laughs> no, well so, yeah because like we're because yeah. yeah the they're talking about um in the episode itself they're talking about uh lupercalia and zelda's being her own snarky self towards hilda because it's it's heavily mm. implied that hilda's a virgin still so heavily implied yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, back in in uh, what did she say? It's like uh, it wasn't. It didn't used to be all so much about the 
<laughs> oh yeah, Hilda. She's just gonna like it's not all about the stuff. Dum 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 dum. It's just so funny because like Sabrina's like sixteen. It's like it's like yeah. It's just say it. It's okay. It's not. She's not gonna break. Having the talk with Sabrina. Well, and Zelda's all like, "Go, go, have a bunch of sex." Oh yeah. I I like her. Her like Zelda's Zelda's explanation about um bringing the sensuality between the two. I'm like, mm-hmm. you've got two 16 year old kids, and you're explaining sensuality. My experience <laughs> at the high school level, there's not a lot of experience mm-hmm. <laughs> or sensuality. There's a lot of um confusion. Sometimes there is um, a need for more communication. There is awkwardness. <laughs> there is Little, that's like, really what oh, it looks ow, like ow, moments. Ow. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Zelda's bring up these laughing. Like it's this beautiful, wonderful thing and experience. I'm like, <laughs> that takes a while to get used to. Just let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's um, awkward on but, both parties, by the way. <laughs> then again, though, with with Z, like I could I could imagine um, I could imagine Z's first time being like <laughs> sensual. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and to be fair to um, Zelda as well, it's most of these kids are already having sex. I mean, they even point out that mm-hmm. only um, one of the other kids besides Sabrina is a virgin. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay. And of course, like Sabrina even caught like Nick and Prudence and all of them having that mass orgy um, up in Ambrose's with, um, room. Yeah, with Ambrose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like during uh, when when uh, Prudence was going was mm-hmm. going to be queen and everything, like Sabrina caught them having their orgy up there. So, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, thank you for reminding me. Because in the very beginning of the episode, Sabrina and Nick are at a party and um ambrose is basically making out with all the weird sisters all at once and sabrina's like hey isn't luke gonna care and they're like yeah he's gone and this is all about lupercalia and that's what leads into the conversation <laughs> so yeah. he's basically like yeah, he's not here right now so <laughs> to be fair ambrose has been locked away for what's you know <laughs> almost a century oh yeah totally yeah it's, yeah and yeah, it's I'm like, okay, I get it. Now, my other I want to know if you if you thought this was funny too because after um Zelda gives her whole entire like go go like bang as many people as you can and Hilda's like only if you want to. It's, <laughs> they give um Sabrina a book about Lupercalia's a yes! pop-up book. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like some people get the talk, Sabrina gets a pop-up book <laughs> of Lupercalia and the maypole that they're supposed to go around. I'm just like I really, I don't want to know what the next page is, but I also really want to know what the next page is. Well, and <laughs> she like, pulls a tab like- to make it rise. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but Nick shows up from like astral projecting um, into Sabrina's room and she's like all embarrassed and like closes the book and she's like, what, what if I was doing something embarrassing? And... <laughs> Or private. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you didn't get to the good stuff yet. Like, <laughs> like chill out, Sabrina. <laughs> well, and, and Nick, 
you know, it, you know, he's sort of like, I'd be a little bit embarrassed and everything, trying to show his more um, sensitive side. Yeah, he said, like, depending on the uh, the level of privacy or something like that, or um, embarrassment or whatever, I can't remember. Um, but, so yeah, um, Lupercalia is upon the witches, and it looks like Sabrina and uh, Nick Scratch are going to hook up. Well, they're trying uh, when, to because it's supposed to, the maypole in the Papa book is a representation of how you get partnered up. And it's whoever, like, you um, end up next to at the end of a song going around the maypole, all the girls do, is they sit on the lap of the guy who's closest to them. It's which, basically musical chairs. Yeah. They don't take a chair away. Yeah. You didn't said the boys are your chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, and, um, I want to name, s- um... Agatha? Oh, you got Dorcas and Agatha's... Dorcas. Yeah, Dorcas. Yeah, because yeah, um, Dor- last Lupercalia, the previous two Lupercalias, both Prudence and um, Agatha got uh, Nick and Dorcas wants Nick. So... I think it's Abigail. Isn't well, it? Abigail is her uh, uh, actress name. Oh, yeah. damn, you're right. Yes. <laughs> Just so you don't forget a name like Dorcas. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, but, like, yeah, um, Dorcas yeah. is trying to make a plot to try to get on Nick's lap. So mm-hmm. it doesn't work out well for Dorcas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the, no. the violin thing comes in, because um, Ambrose is kind of as head boy or top boy or not bottom bitch boy <laughs> <laughs> established. Um, he gets to lead the musical ceremony. He starts playing the violin. And by the way, the song is crystallized by Lindsey Sterling. <laughs> I was thinking it was a Lindsey Sterling song. It is. It was a Lindsey Sterling song. It's really first, good. It's, I was, but of course, his um, bow work doesn't match up with the violin <laughs> midway through. So I'm just like, I mean, like, man of many talents, but guys, you could have done a little bit better job of telling him, hey, here's what we're going to play. So it looks legit. <laughs> Uh, too much effort. I know. But yeah, they try to, you know, Dorcas like tries to push Sabrina away from where Nick is. And um, turns out that um, uh, Nick had pl- paid Melvin. And we trust me, he's a Melvin. If you're thinking of a Melvin, <laughs> so that's exactly Melvin. what you're thinking of. <laughs> but the name Melvin always makes me think of uh, of uh, the uh, Toxic Avenger. I, I just think of, because the only time I've ever heard it is um, when they did the uh, dubbed version of Sailor Moon. That was the name of the nerdy kid with the glasses that they gave for his English <laughs> name was Melvin. <laughs> so, yes, he's a Melvin. <laughs> and according to him, Melvin said that Nick paid him money to put a... Um, glamour. Uh, yeah, a glamour spell on him to make him look like Nick. Because Sabrina walked around and there's Nick sitting without a partner. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so... Dorcas, haha, <laughs> tricked her. <laughs> but she makes good, but she, you know, she deals with it. She, you know, she makes sure he's no longer a virgin either <laughs> very quickly. Although, like, one thing I don't get that they don't explain, they don't bother explaining is um, how Nick didn't end up with some, like, the real Nick didn't end up with uh, a different witch in his lap. 
I mean, who knows? They were playing their own little trick and everything. And it looked mm. like like who you kind of were next to to begin with. Because you didn't stray too far from Glamoured Melvin to... Um, no. So it's, it feels like you kind of already had like your pick. And they would just let the girls fight it out, I guess. Well, and uh, Melvin, with the glamour of Nick, um, sneezed to signal to um, Ambrose to stop playing. Oh, yeah. I wonder if, like, uh, Nick was maybe glamoured as Melvin. <laughs> Which I guess is so maybe, like, how to make Melvin feel even worse. <laughs> oh, poor Melvin. Oh, Melvin. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's so yeah, they get their pick. And I, I kind of want to uh, take a step back because you've got a couple other things happening in the human world. Because you've got Miss Wardwall um, or um, Lilith. Um, or Miss Wardwell. <laughs> I, I like how somebody purposely decorated her office. Yes! <laughs> With all these Valentine's things. And she's just like, oh God, does she live... Piss does not even begin to describe. Her. In this episode, she looks like they. She starts off like, like in her own personal hell, and she's just miserable because all this like this uh, these Valentine's Day decorations are are everywhere, and she's like, why the fuck am I am I the principal of this school if Sabrina's not even going to be attending this school? Like, why am I here and um. Just like she's lamenting over having lost the bet um, with, with Satan, Satan. Mm-hmm. and um, Stolas <laughs> Stolas talks her into poisoning the punch at the sweetheart's dance, and <laughs> the real Ms. Wardwell's fiance Adam, who's played by Alexis Denisoff from Angel and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he returns from his volunteer work, which is supposed to be like Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and she uh, she tries to kill him immediately. <laughs> but, but he brought her a weird ass uh, fetish doll, mm-hmm. and which she loves. And I'm like, fuck, I wish Carlo would get me something like that creepy looking. <laughs> like, I love it. Well, he not but, because um, not only does he kind of like get in, like, so first he, um, it's really funny because he comes back from, um, he comes to the school and mm-hmm. she's like, hey, you. <laughs> 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 and he, and then she's like, says her to the secretary, she's like, tell me everything you know about that man. She's like, you mean your fiance, Adam? <laughs> it's just like, Oh God! And then, of course, yeah, he's back at home. He's cleaned up her house and he's fixed her crucifix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I noticed your your crucifix was upside so down. down. <laughs> and I made you dinner, and I got you this really cool fetish doll. And it's like, yeah, okay. And, and she's like, she's really about to kill him, and then he, um, like, with a knitting needle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then, um, and anyway, he gives her the fetish doll and, um, she starts falling for him and all of his foot rubs and his weird tongue baths. And, um, he's like, he, he actually says to her something like, you know, I just want to treat you like the goddess that you are. And oh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> girl can get used to this. Well, somebody's probably <laughs> treating her like the goddess she is. Yeah, right? And, it, like, and yes, it is telling that his name is Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But so, uh, for some reason, it doesn't seem like Stolas likes him. No, Stolas does not like him. Which is kind of a theme for this episode. Stolas is pissy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but also I want to discuss the other thing that's going on is uh, the Harvey and Roz buildup and mm. the amazing sex ed biology that's happening on behind them while they're having their <laughs> conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, the I, the um, kids at the academy are having Lupercalia. They're uh, at Baxter High. They're having sex ed. Sex ed, well, and Valentine's Day is coming up. But yes, their biology mm-hmm. class has like sex ed and it's like really well drawn pictures of like mm-hmm. all the reproductive organs. And it's talking about like um, actual birth control methods. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually wrote down in big bold letters, birth control with an exclamation point. <laughs> and I said, I'm starting to think these film producers are out of touch with the everyday American sex ed school experience. <laughs> but then my other favorite thing that I saw right. was um, when it talked to, when it showed like a pit, like a little drawing of like a, like a sperm entry and egg and all sort of stuff and it's like gave kind of like bullet point lines. One of the lines <laughs> says, um, "Women gain twenty five to thirty pounds," and I just burst out laughing. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's a dream." <laughs> <laughs> But yes, during that time while um, I'm reading the blackboard, there's a conversation going on between Harvey and Roz, and Harvey's trying to ask Roz to the dance, and Roz's like, yeah, well, uh, Theo and I are going to go together as friends, and you can all go together as friends and stuff. That's why you're asking, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, like, we always go as friends, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then we got Theo, (laughs) which... Mm. Oh man, that's I, I, I will say this. I Theo's dad probably has one of the most the the best when it comes to acceptance and also realistic reactions to yes. acknowledging that Theo is now Theo and Theo prefers to be um, considered a boy and would like to go get his hair cut. Because and I love that because Theo's dad doesn't like he doesn't. Um, like he doesn't give the perfect um TV special reaction of like perfect Good for you for yeah. knowing who you are. I support you with whatever you do. And then he he doesn't also doesn't go over to the other extreme of like you're not my child and you know like you're my girl. You know, he doesn't do that kind of crap. It's like like you were saying, it's more of a realistic response. I see a, a it, good realistic one. I see it as a parent who loves their child and wants them to be happy, but mm-hmm. also seeing that my child is going to experience a lot of adversity. Yeah. And exactly. as a parent, as much as you want your child to be themselves and be able to be happy being themselves, you also don't want your child to suffer. And knowing immediately mm-hmm. that who they are is going to cause them to face this is very painful as a parent. You know, again, we, if you're an, if you're an accepting parent, you want them to be happy, but you also know that this is going to be a struggle, and yeah. you don't know the best way to support them sometimes. But Theo's dad took him to get his hair cut and everything, got him a suit and stuff to wear to um, the sweetheart stance. So again. One of the best, most realistic reactions I've ever seen. I was like, that was yeah. very well played. Yeah, I really liked that. 
And um, uh, so that's kind of a big moment, but it's another one of those things where if this whole episode was just about that moment of Theo coming out to his, um, his dad as um, male identifying, then it would have been just like, it would have felt like a filler episode, but there's just like a million of these different things going on in this episode. Um, and uh, later to kind of wrap on, um, on Theo's character for this episode um, at the dance, the sweetheart's dance, Billy comes up to Theo and he says that um, he, that Theo has a cool haircut and he apologizes for being a dick to him and actually calls him Theo. And, um, and the, <laughs> you know, um, basically Theo's like, what the fuck? Like, like, what's your angle? Why are you apologizing to me? And he, he says, I love this. The doctor said I was lucky it wasn't my neck that I broke on those stairs. And I'm tired of bad things happening to me. <laughs> I'm just like, and Theo's seeing this saying like, bad things happening to you. <laughs> Question mark. What? I, I mean, I think that because Theo is a good person as much mm-hmm. as, you know, and he even says this when he's talking to Sabrina. It's like, I hate Billy and I wanted him to suffer. But when it actually happens, he feels horrible because he knows he caused yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um it, it, again, it shows just how wonderful, nice and sweet of a person Theo is and how realistic um, his reactions are to both want revenge, but also realizing what that could look like. And definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and that was a good moment. And we'll talk more about sweetheart stance because now we've got other things happening now that everybody's been partnered up and so much. Yeah. It's, and then you've got the, uh, first night where, um, all the par- people get a little, all the kids who are partnered up, everybody got partnered up. So I don't even see why there's nobody didn't get partnered up, um, get their basket and of goodies of blood, of wool, of milk. And they have to go out and strip and there down and to be an extra basket. <laughs> oh, I don't want to, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> But they get their basket and they're supposed to go off into the woods and lay underneath the moon um, naked, but not consummate the relationship. But if you do, oh, it was um, we won't the, say anything. It was their night of unholy abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ambrose, as he was basically recapping the instructions for the students, um, he said that, yeah, if. If you can't stay stay um, abstinent, then um, then hey, the Dark Lord will probably like it anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? And that's the yeah. night Melvin loses his virginity. <laughs> Yay, like, Melvin! Yeah, <laughs> I almost feel like Dorcas just wanted to get it over with or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And even then, she's just like, yeah, and I'll share it with the rest of my sisters. Like, okay. <laughs> or so- maybe she wanted to to um, uh, pop the proverbial cherry of, uh, of a virgin. She wanted a virgin, maybe. I don't Break know. Break him in. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, first. 
<laughs> Sorry. His chair got tagged with the first comment. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, and, and yes, the whole uh, Blackwood and Zelda. Of course, Zelda's still on mm-hmm. that whole entire, like, look, I don't want to have this relationship yet because I want to make it so that I'm not just your, you know, um, sex witch, you know, the one you just call. and I'm not your, your booty call. Yeah, the booty call. But Zelda comes like, oh, look, the extra basket. Why don't we go and take this in the backwood, Blackwood? It's like, ah, <laughs> Oh, my God. I thought the actor was here. <laughs> I just, I hate this Daddy relationship is so like, much. <laughs> Oh my God, Richard Coyle was in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. And then also during this time, while Sabrina and Nick are, you know, laying out there in the wood um, in their underwear, just laying under the moon. I would like to point out, by the way, that Sabrina's lingerie is what you find in an adult shop. Like she's wearing like garters and everything. I'm just like, like, I was thinking that too. I was like, you know, for a virgin, you've got like a nice, uh, a nice lingerie collection. Yeah, I don't see a lot of garters at like teenage outlets where. Yeah. <laughs> like I, when I was that age, I mean, I would have loved that kind of shit, but um, like let's, well, you know, I, I it, but you know. Uh, you had to go to specialty shops and you still kind of do to find stuff like that. Exactly. And, but then I was thinking though, if, um. If your guardian is Aunt Z, I mean, uh, true. She's probably you know? taught you how to do all that stuff. So she's probably like, "Look what I got for you from <laughs> from Castle Megastore, Fredericks of Hollywood. Like this will be perfect for your Lupercalia." <laughs> but yeah, anyways, during that time when we're you know talking about Sabrina not wearing realistic teenage underwear. Um, <laughs> A wolf is heard, and the kids hightail it out of there because, yeah, wolves, bad. Yeah. And uh, Nick walks Sabrina home, and he's like, hey, you know, like, I'm not really done. Why don't you show me what this mortal, like, you know, Valentine's thing is and stuff, and... It's yeah. So it's Nick is going to join Sabrina at the high school um, sweethearts dance, and I, okay, my question about that is: she's no longer a student there. Yeah, but Wardwell's the How principal. How did she get to go? Wardwell's the principal. You know, I guess I, I guess they just don't bother showing the scene where she's like, "Hey, Miss Wardwell, can we please go?" Can we please crash the the, the dance? Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Wardwell cares. Even then, <laughs> she's just like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I I there's a couple of moments in here that I absolutely love. First off, the sweet moment where Harvey's showing uh, Theo how to tie a tie. Yeah, that was adorable. Was cute. Yeah, and of course, then Roz shows up, and Harvey's all like, <gasps> "Oh, God. oh!" But be like, well, not only Harvey, even Theo's like, "Wow!" Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think they're both kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, and she does look really pretty. Oh um, yeah, 
And then and before um, this, when Harvey asked Ross to go with him as his date, um, Ross did the right thing and went all ovaries before broveries and made sure it was cool <laughs> as Sabrina first. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's like, it would be weird. She's like, no, no, it's OK. And then she tells um, Ross about Nick and everything. So they're both on the no. They both understand. And they, it's it's very sweet. And then um, Nick comes to pick up Sabrina, and she's got this cute red dress on and everything. And oh, yeah. Nick's looking at her admiringly. But I don't know if you watched this, but did you look at Ambrose's like facial expressions behind Nick? When yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I wish there was like a video like we could post because his facial expression is like, oh, God. Uh, ooh, mm, yeah, mm. Nice, man. It's like, it's like, <laughs> that's yes. the most audio I can give to those facial expressions. <laughs> He's like, ooh, yes, who, why? Yeah, okay, good. Uh, I was living for that. And then I think... Um, um, I think Nick was saying something about like he gave he gives her some sort of compliment about how um she looks great or something like that. And then um <laughs> then um Aunt Hilda comes out thinking that he's talking about her and she's like, Thanks, I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yep, Hilda's going on a date or at least she's gonna go and try to Give a um, you know, go and meet up with uh, Doctor C because earlier Hilda had tried to give her like a little val- give him a Valentine, and he had rejected her. And even though she's like, yeah, but we had a moment. He's like, no, no, I can't. You're like, my employee. I'm your boss and stuff. And and then she's like, well, uh, I quit. Then there, problem solved. And he's like, no, we this this can't work out. And it's like, meh. Well, and then Zelda gives her the best advice, going like, go be that sexual animal that you are. And I'm like, this is a good sister moment, I guess. I loved that. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, she, What's the most supportive? she gives her, yeah, very supportive. And like, she gives her like that, that perfect um, sisterly, like um, pep talk. Yeah. I mean, and... it's not a pep talk I'd give to my own sister, but it was very, <laughs> it was a very like good pep talk for a Zelda Hilda relationship. Exactly. Yeah. It's perfect for them. Yeah. And you're a sexual um, goddess. Go. <laughs> yes. Yes. She was like, release that sexual beast within and take what's yours. And I love that she calls, she calls Dr. Cerberus uh, a glorified carny. <laughs> Zelda, not Hilda, but yes. Yeah. But then uh, there is another moment that I loved in the episode right after that, because um, then Hilda's like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. She gets out of bed. She falls out of the bed. and She asks the question that I've been asking a couple times, like, why are our beds so high? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why are they so fucking high? Because I think like I, I've posted pictures of their beds. There's like chest high. It's they're fucking high. <laughs> like, they like to be elevated. Reason. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, oh, God, uh, where to go from there? Um, well, because you guys. Yeah. So you've got um Hilda leaving and man, I um. I, I was really oh, she's happy. She's dressed in something kind of sexy, but also kind of tacky. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's very Hilda esque. 
Yeah. It's like it's leopard like, print, animal print type thing. And I fucking hate like animal print anything. Like I hate it so badly. But she's and... an sexual animal. She's a sexual beast. <laughs> That's her beast, <laughs> Linda. Her beast. Um, For those of you who have been blessed with great metabolism or um, with enough like um, uh, self-restraint, I guess, that you work out and you eat well um to explain this um plus size people have to deal with well plus size women have to deal with a lot of uh clothes that either have uh floral prints on them that make it look like your grandma's couch or a lot of animal print and i don't know why um like like yeah i'm i i feel fat and i want to look like a big fat beast thank you um i don't get it but this is the world we live in and i fucking hate animal print (laughs) anyway sorry i'm just like wow there's (laughs) there's some background information here (laughs) that was one of my educational moments Linda hate animal print. Got it. But anyways, yes, I I do. Because I I will say this. I am so happy that uh, Dr. C's secret was revealed because, my God, I'm I'm sitting on a lot of information here. And I was like, please, I don't want this to last. Like the Lilith thing lasted way too long. Like I I had to I did not catch myself sometimes in some of the episodes for season one. And I had to I were I was so happy when it finally got through. Same with the whole Theo thing. I was like, I was like, I can't to have a character. <laughs> so I was so happy yeah, this so didn't last forever. But yeah, listeners, so um, you might recall that that uh, in the season finale of the first season, uh, when uh, when uh, Aunt Hilda and uh, Doctor Cerberus had that like a good night kiss a parting kiss he walked away and his eyes turned yellow yep and i couldn't say anything (laughs) that's what i remember (laughs) i remember not saying anything (laughs) but he tells like like see or um excuse me hilda shows up all like uh in her sexy outfit and she's like what the fuck buddy like (laughs) we had a moment don't try to deny it we had a moment like you know what what the shit is going on with you and he explains that he um, <laughs> he was fucking around with uh, an occult book that he found. And, um, you know, as mo- as many horror stories start out, um, <laughs> you, you get an occult book and there's a weird ritual and you're like, I know nothing about this ritual. I'm going to do it. It's <laughs> all and, good horror movies. <laughs> yes. And it's just he, hocus um, pocus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So he ends up uh summoning a um incubus. An incubus and becomes an incubus himself. Which so is a sex is, demon. <laughs> yeah, sexy demon. If you've seen Lost Girl, um that's a, a great example of uh an incubus. Well, there's an incubus and there's succubus. Incubus, succubus is the male yeah. version of it, and the succubus is the female version of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and Lost Girl's a succubus. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a sex demon. And uh, 
So yeah, it, it was really funny. He's just like, no, I know this is going to sound weird. And Hill's like, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, we could totally make this work because I'm a wish. You have an incubus <laughs> possessing you. I'm assuming that was their conversation after she, you know, was like, oh, okay. But her conversation with Hill, with uh, Zelda was probably one of the best because Zelda's like, oh, like after like, oh, yes. after, after Hill is just like, yeah, well, we just had to, you know, we're not having sex. It's going to take it slow. And I just don't know. And, and, and Zelda's like going like, oh, like everything will be fine. Hill's like, how do you know? It's like, oh, you don't think I haven't tangled a couple of sex demons and everything? Cause she's going like, oh, well, in order to do this, you have to get the some Demals- chains. Yeah. Oh, God. I wrote it down. I won't be able to pronounce it, even though I wrote it down like Damaskin. Uh, Damascus chains, yeah, mm-hmm. Damascus oh. chains, or yes, yeah, she's like, he's at a time around and everything will work out just fine. <laughs> she's like, How do you know all this? She's like, Oh, Hilda, <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I love like every, like, everything extra that we learn about the, the ants, the more I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know who I would rather be. <laughs> Like honestly, at this point, oh, don't worry, you're gonna. Yeah, the, this opinions are gonna change. <laughs> uh oh. Well, not in the, not in the full on bad way on who you're going want to be, but yeah, let's keep going. Let's go back to the high school dance, which this is something else <laughs> I will say: the most realistic high school dance I've ever seen because they're all swaying. There's nothing super choreographed. Yes. Like one of the things yes. I always hate about some dances, it's where they're just like they're doing like twirls and spins. Yes, and stuff. And it's just like oh, no, God. most of the time they're just holding each other on those and swaying. Like it's a sway. <laughs> There's a lot of sway. I was watching um, Cobra Kai, the latest season, and there was a high school dance um, in one of the episodes. And they started off just like swaying. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's not like one of those choreographed things. But then this couple comes in and they start like pulling all these ballroom dance moves. And I was like, fuck you, Cobra Kai. (laughs) God damn it. Like you were doing so well and then you fucking ruined it. (laughs) But that's like that's kind of what I was thinking with this. Like I I hate that shit because it it takes you so quickly out of the moment. And it's so stupid. It's so simple. But I mean, it doesn't sound like it should be a huge deal, but it is for me like watching these little things like if they start with a fucking choreographed dance, then I'm like, nope, not real. (laughs) Yeah, I um... (laughs) am. You can have a succubus. You can have an incubus. You can have a werewolf. I don't care. But you you can do a couple of special moves. You like you can do a little dip. You can do uh, you know, or like a failed spin or something. Oh yeah, or maybe like a um, like a slow like twirl around. It's it's not Mm -hmm. you know, it's you don't have to just stick to Swain, but it's normally not that. Yeah, my first dances were like I didn't get to go to my prom, but um, like the the other dances I went to. God, I just thought or just realized, like, I think I've only been to a junior high dance. But um, anyway, I in those ones, like it was just the swaying. We didn't do any like there was nobody being like, da, da, ha, da, who, catch me. Oh, most yeah. of the time it was like um, for us, like if depending on what the music they were playing, they didn't do a lot of music that led to swaying. But for some reason, it's like they didn't catch on. They didn't do a lot of music that led to grinding. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, mine uh, was in the 90s, so we're talking like uh, boys to men type of stuff and (laughs) the obligatory uh, Macarena. Yeah, my prom was 2002 would have been my prom. Yeah. I didn't go to a lot of dances anyways. I went to my prom and I think I went to one dance with some friends and I'll like, I just noped out of it afterwards. So (laughs) yeah, it just wasn't for me, but (laughs) yeah, it's some, I like I said, I appreciate it. And then Wardwell is about to try to like poison the punch and and Adam comes up, he's like, oh, are you trying, are you trying to spike the punch? He's like, come on, I want to dance with you. She's like, I prefer. (laughs) And he just takes her away and starts um, dancing with her. (laughs) Aren't you supposed to be here to prevent the kids from spiking the punch? She's like, I do whatever I want. She's like, yes, but I want to dance with you. I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I just love that it was just like his, um, his, like, just by happenstance of his intervention that she didn't poison all the children. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, why aren't they making a big deal out of the fact that Ms. Wardwell's planning to kill all of Sabrina's friends? Oh, I think at that point she was probably just trying to spike the punch, but yes. Because, I mean, Sabrina did show up and she's not supposed to hurt Sabrina and everything. But mm-hmm. also at the school, um, which question mark on a couple of other things there um is sabrina and nick sneak off to the library to um make out and you know because sabrina doesn't want to watch harvey and Roz dancing together and it just gets kind of weird and um then they hear the wolf again and it turns out that it's a werewolf and it's nick's familiar (laughs) their wolf their castle. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so as it turns out, Nick has uh, his familiar since birth. It has been this uh, this werewolf who, uh, much like with Romulus and Remus and their she wolf, um, it's uh, pretty much like raised. Uh, raised Nick. Yeah, there's not a lot of detail as to what happened to Nick's parents. I have been looking into the prequel books, and I think we're going to have to read those. But uh, yeah, at some point, Nick's parents die when he's really little, and for a while, it's just uh, Nick and um, is it pronounced Amalia? Amalia, yeah. Amalia, um, the she, uh, the wolf, um, living together. And um, I was going back and I was rereading some stuff. And this is actually mentioned in the book. So, again, I don't really want to talk about it too much. But it does actually explain, like, kind of their life before uh, Nick went to the Academy. But the basic idea that Nick does tell Sabrina is that, you know, um, she wasn't allowed to come with me. And then I found she was, like, starting to stalk me and everything. And, yeah, it was just – it's an unhealthy relationship <laughs> with a familiar <laughs> Yeah, she was like becoming very, very territorial. And as Aunt Z explains later, she's like, well, you know, wolves are very territorial uh, creatures. So it makes sense. And um, and it's um, like in this case, Amalia is sort of like um, sort of like a 
a jealous, jealous girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> a yeah. Very jealous girlfriend. Yeah, because Warwell's basically, because uh, here's one little thing. So Sabrina and Nick escape the library and Nick seals Amalia away in the library briefly. And Wardwell stay behind them going like, well, come talk to me. And behind Wardwell is like four other students. And I'm like, right? Question. And I was just like, nobody's going to ask about that. (laughs) (laughs) Is she going to pull out the uh, men in black, like flashy thing and make them forget what is happening? She still has that flask of poison. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask questions. <laughs> Here you go. Drink this and I'll explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Warwell's basically saying like, Nick, you have to put, literally she says you have to put the bitch down because it's going to try yes. to kill Sabrina and probably you. So yeah. Um so Nick and Sabrina go out into the woods and he goes off to uh, hunt and kill her and hunt and kill Amalia and brings back uh, the uh, the heart. So it's like, OK, everything's great. And everything. Yeah, he not- explains that like that uh, he originally sent her away to the Mountains of Madness, which is another Lovecraft ref- reference. But um, she came back. She, she never like came for any of his ex girlfriends or lovers, whatever. But he said, like he's hypothesizing that it's because she feels that special bond between him and um, and Sabrina, which sounds to me like a great line. <laughs> like, well, she just hasn't shown up for the previous girls because. Uh, she senses something special between you, you know? <laughs> now take those garters off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's do it, huh? <laughs> We're special, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But of course, it's not the real wolf. It's not Amalia. And when they go off to do the final night of Lupicalia, where, you know, if they want to, it's up to them. They can have sex. Totally, you know. And Sabrina's nervous. She's talking to Roz dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood, as Roz points out. <laughs> Which she is. She's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Sabrina Astral projects into uh, Roz's house. And Roz is like, why are you dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood? And she's like, yeah, it's this whole thing. And they have a they have a girl talk about you know, having sex and stuff. And Roz mm-hmm. says like, oh, when I first did this, it was, you know, and the way she describes them just so like, it's, that's still a very op- optimistic view of how most teenagers first time is. So uh, yeah, it certainly wasn't that way for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, for me, I didn't know that this was the one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's just, hey, I'm, I'm going to have sex. let's see what this is like that's it okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) like let's get this done with Um, (laughs) i have stuff to do (laughs) (laughs) exactly but um yeah then it was like i don't know why everybody's talking about it um (laughs) that was that was not fantastic special um, yeah, and, yeah but of course like so yeah sabrina everybody goes off to do the thing and that's when dorcas says like oh yeah i pop melvin's cherry but come on sisters we're all do the stuff together and yeah they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna do go do their thing 
And Sabrina and Nick go off alone and, you know, try to get some privacy. And, of course, Amalia shows up because Nick didn't kill Amalia. Um, he did because, say he chained her up in a cave. But yeah. obviously, all oh, that didn't work again. Yeah, and while Amalia is attacking Nick, Sabrina, who has uh, not pocketed, but has stealthily hidden a knife um, mm. in one of her, her uh, yeah, in her boot, mm. um, stabs Amalia and actually kills her. So yeah, like a couple times. Oh yeah, lots and lots That's of times like, in the Oof. back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty rough. Yeah, and. You know, Sabrina's, um, Sabrina asks Nick, like, like, well, why the hell did you lie to me? Because, yeah, she, they both almost got killed. Um, mm-hmm. Like, why the hell did you lie to me? And he's just, you know, it's it's a very vulnerable moment because it, it does feel very real. Like, this is not a put on or anything. Like, you know, this is this is his family. His parents are dead, died at a young age. Um, and that's who basically raised him. It's not just yeah. like a girlfriend. This is also like a parent figure. This is your family. And mm-hmm. Sabrina, she was his family for a long time. It was just him and her. Yeah. And Nick thinks that this, that not doing that makes him an awful person. And Sabrina's like, no, it just means that you have a heart and feelings. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I get it. <laughs> I was a little surprised that he wasn't kind of pissed off at her. But like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm. I have to keep quiet about some stuff. Mm. Not her being pissed off. Yeah, there's some other things that later on I'm going to have to come back and address this moment as well. So, anyways. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, other stuff is happening. You know, so, cause, they still don't have sex. Oh, yeah. Well, but yes. They, he really wants to have sex with his crying and weeping over the, <laughs> on top the of dead the familiar <laughs> covered in her blood. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I will say about that is he says, like, I chained her up and I went out and killed another wolf and took its heart. I'm like, how many wolves are in this wood that you could find? I know, right? Wolf? <laughs> oh, like, I guess their their concerns over wolves, like, uh, invading their Lupercalia were uh, were valid. <laughs> yeah, because first, like, like, cause Zelda even says, like, oh, wolves shouldn't come this close during this time of season. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. But I was like, how? Oh, you found a wolf. I mean,. <laughs> From hunting any animal is really difficult. They don't normally like to come out and be seen. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So at the dance, um, Roz uh, realizes that she's getting closer to Harvey and they're they're kind of like racing towards becoming a, a couple and so um, I think he's about to kiss her and she decides to uh, come clean with him and tell him about the cunning. Yeah, because and- obviously uh, Harvey's a little bit um, gun shy may not be the right word, yeah. but especially when it comes to weird stuff or witch like stuff. <laughs> course his because he's harvey uh his first question for her is if she's a witch (laughs) and she's like no we were just cursed by witches and it's like oh okay (laughs) well it's cool then (laughs) yeah and and this is uh, you know and this is where i say we're also some other stuff happens when i said like come on like this this was a major episode um you know Roz and harvey kind of make things Mm -hmm. official and Roz goes over to see uh, Harvey's artwork, and that's when she goes completely blind. 
Yeah. And that was just, yeah. So this is why we need to watch the fourth episode very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have to say that <laughs> we've got to say that um, uh, she, <laughs> when she first comes out to him about, about the cunning, um, she, <laughs> she says, um, wait, cause he's about to kiss her. And she says, I've, I, I've seen this moment before. I, I've seen this kiss and he's like, in your mind? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, I imagine this is like, no, 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 not imagine. No, imagine. You're not catching on, Harvey. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen this. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm Harvey. <laughs> you is witch? <laughs> no, no witch. No witch, Harvey. No, no witch, Harvey. Curse witch. Curse by witch. Oh. <laughs> Not witch. Not witch. Okay. <laughs> Good for kissing then. <laughs> oh, we oh, make Harvey. Harvey look like such an idiot. He really is. And he's just. <laughs> It just has its moments. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, so, and yes, and it ends on that tragic note of Roz losing her vision. But I, I we have one other couple to discuss outside. Yes. Got, yes. Oh, God. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I point- have it in my notes as, oh, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Blackwood and Zelda, because Blackwood goes to Zelda. He's like, I know that you've been, you know, concerned about our status and everything. And Daddy Blackwood, please. Yes. No, I'm all in Blackwood. (laughs) I refuse that. And Blackwood even confesses to Zelda. He's like, you know, I asked for, I asked Edward um, permission to ask for your hand in marriage. And Edward said no. And I'm like, good brother. Good brother, Edward. (laughs) Edward, good brother. (laughs) Happy good brother, Edward. (laughs) And um, so he's like, okay, well, now, like, let's make it official and everything. And Zelda's like, "Ah, I'll think about it. And he gives her two turtle dove hearts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little hearts. Yeah. And Blackwood has this look of like, like Blackwood hates rejection. (laughs) (laughs) What's really great is, um, you know, she goes back to uh, tell Hilda and she's like, Blackwood is asking me. Hilda's like, oh, yay. And she knows that Zelda's not. This is what you wanted, right? You love him. And Hilda's like, and Zelda's like, she's like, well, don't you love Blackwood? She's like, of course I don't. (laughs) Yeah. She says like she just wanted to do it for the power. Yeah, it's just, just very uh, antsy. It's like a very. She believes in the old ways of the aristocratic marriage. <laughs> she doesn't <Yeah>. have power. <laughs> the so. arranged marriages. And <laughs> Although I, I did like her um, thing where she's like, "Oh well, he, you know, he's power hungry. I could, you know, elevate him to this, and I'll be the person behind him." And she's like, "He'll make an excellent opponent in marriage." I'm like, "I want to use that someday. <laughs> I want to explain that to my husband." Going like, "Honey, you are an excellent <laughs> opponent in marriage." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got to say, um, after, after Adam, uh, intervenes and, um, and says that he wants to dance with Miss Wardwell and, you know, basically, um, prevents her from spiking or poisoning the punch. Um, (laughs) she said a very Linda line. Um, this is like, 
probably the thing I say the most um, in, in my life. And, you know, Carlo could definitely attest to this. Um, she says, don't judge me. <laughs> I love that so much. I, I felt so seen. I was like, oh, this word well, you and me. <laughs> Slash Lilith. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, at this point, I, I really just want to call her Lilith because that's who she is. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's that's most of what I uh, wanted to talk about because yeah, like I said, this I I tr- I told you this a lot of stuff happens in this episode, and at yes. first you didn't believe me, and then you went back and watched it, like oh okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, I don't lie like, like I, that. I said just writing out my notes. It was like um, okay, Miss Wardwell uh, meets Adam. Uh, Dr. Cerberus uh, says that he's uh, a sex demon that's horny for Aunt Hilda. Okay. Uh, oh, Lupercalia came up. Oh, uh, Nick Scratch's uh, 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 familiar is a werewolf who's very territorial and maybe murderous, question mark. Um, Roz and Harvey are going to the dance together and she comes out to him and says that she's got the cunning and she goes blind. Oh yeah. And then Theo comes out to, uh, out as a male identifying person to his father and who takes him out to get a haircut and Oh, right. Fucking Billy apologized and is now cool with Theo and calls him Theo and go oh, shit. Right. And yeah, daddy Blackwood proposes Dan Z. <laughs> holy shit like and i it's still after all this i feel like i've forgotten something you know like because it was a very densely packed uh episode but um that uh being said now we can get on to some of the the fun parts like uh i um (laughs) the three quotes that i liked were uh obviously don't judge me why are our beds so high and (laughs) and meet me at the marshy stump (laughs) Nick tells uh tells Sabrina because uh I think like in the the final night when they're supposed to I think the the little red riding hoods are supposed to <laughs> hunt the wolves. The wolves yeah, being Zelda the men. boys are dressed up as half the naked boys. with wolf skins or yeah wolf skins over their bodies. So yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's like, hey, let's get it on. Meet me at the marshy stump, baby. <laughs> I just like, is, how, I like mm-hmm. how, like, especially that scene when, like, um, Ambrose blows the horn and everything and um, <laughs> all the boys run off and then he blows over again, all the girls run off. And it's like, it's dark. How do the girls know which one they're attacking? <laughs> right? Because they're just, or do they're they? just ba- jumping on their backs. <laughs> just like, well, bam. In, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just like, ah! Just, oh, by the way, and during this time, Prudence and uh, Ambrose are partnered up for Lupercalia. So they're gaining it on, but mm-hmm. it's not really... It's just more like, okay, they're partnered up. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But then, although, um, like you said, uh, um, not uh, Dorcas is like, yeah, I'm going to... Sh- I've already popped Melvin's cherry, so I'm going to share them with my sisters. <laughs> I just kind of wanted Agatha at that moment just be like, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I think we can add meet me at the marshy stump as one of those things not to say to your lover. Um, 
But uh, also, I noticed that the um, most of the music from this episode were just like very, very heavy with the um, foreshadowing. <laughs> like uh, it starts off, actually, it opens with the um, the dance of the kids at the academy, and it looks like they're like they're club dancing at. Um, at uh dorian's, dorian's gray yeah, room that's or whatever They're, it's called that's where all of them meet like you're gonna find that that's basically the place where dorian um they all all the kids go to the dances and stuff at dorian's place so. but they didn't like what was confusing to me was that he said before that like that women weren't allowed uh rules are broken now i guess yeah, i guess like since uh since he let sabrina and he was just like yeah fuck it I mean, I'm sure that Ambrose says uh, top boy, you know, probably has more say in everything. So, Maybe. yeah, I think it, I always feel like it was more just related to the club itself or the, not the club, but the little boys club for top boy. Yeah. Less the actual whole property. <laughs> Proud Warlocks Club. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dorian would be keeping a good revenue stream by, you know, basically not allowing half of the oh, population yeah. out of the goddamn bar, but... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, during that opening scene, uh, they're playing Erasure's, I fucking love Erasure, um, Break These Chains of Love. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you had uh, Amalia, the, the werewolf, uh, breaking the chains of love. <laughs> and uh, then uh, later they have Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf. And uh, Holland Oats Maneater. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it was a little heavy with that. But, um, also, I wanted to share that the, uh, oh, this is so fucking awesome. Um, the director of this episode was uh, Sally Richardson Whitfield, who played Allison and Eureka and Gloria and Black Dynamite, which has a special place in my heart. Because um, my my husband and I, for our first date, we went to uh, we met in Seattle and we went to the bodies exhibit and, and we kept wanting to hang out with each other and we didn't want the night to end. So we ended up going to uh, to a movie theater and we saw Black Dynamite play. So so it has a special place in my heart. Um but she also played um, now I I haven't I've only watched a couple episodes of this. So um, please excuse me if I mispronounce the name. But uh, she played uh, Elisa Maza. Oh, Elisa uh, Maza. Del yeah, there you go. Uh, Delilah and Sally and Gargoyles. And uh, she's also directed two episodes of Eureka, The Wheel of Time, Altered Carbon and The Magicians. Which we will be covering eventually. We'll also be covering gargoyles eventually. We're gonna have really? to. Oh, Don't you remember, have, watched, you, have like, you watched? Have episode. you watched gargoyles? No, but like I know that it has a lot of people I love. Like um, it has, uh, it has this guy who uh, was in. <laughs> it's funny that this should come out in this episode, but I, I used to love this show um, that's long been canceled called She Wolf of London. And it has the guy that was in there, but uh, it also has like oh shit, Keith like, David. <laughs> yes, Keith David. I fucking love Keith David. Yeah, he plays the um, he's the voice of Goliath. 
Yeah. Let me put it this way. We're going to cover this because if you want to talk about a TV show with a lot of witchcraft and spells and stuff, that's a kids, that's a TV show that's insanely good. Even though it has a lot of things stuck in the 90s, if you get past some of the more mm. 90s slang. Kind of the same way with that book I was telling you about. The It's really well written. Huh, well, I've got a yeah. I I've I've watched the first episode, but I don't know why I didn't um I didn't watch more. But I'm okay with that. Like I said, get past some of the '90s references. It's, it's like going back and watching uh, the um original um X Men. Uh, oh, TV I show. love that. Yeah, it's but you will if you go back and watch it. Like it's good, but at the same time, like man, there is some stuff stuck in like the early '90s, like some of the slang, some of the mm, yeah. language they use. It's same exact, and some of the same sort of like cheesy like kid jokes. But uh, underneath it all is it's a very there's those really good stories, and gargoyles and X Men have that sort of feel to it, where like no, there's there's a lot of serious topic and discussion going on. Especially when it comes to keeping the things in about like race and prejudice. So, oh. yes. yes, we're going to cover gargoyles. Trust me, <laughs> that is on the list in my mind. <laughs> well, she also directed uh, all the episodes of an upcoming show that looks right the hell up my alley called The Gilded Age, which was created by uh, Julian Fellows and Sonia Warfield. And Julian Fellows is the one who created uh, Downton Abbey. But it's oh. uh, another period piece uh, show and it looks it looks fucking great. But uh, the chances are are great that she's directed at least one episode of a show that you love. Um, like, seriously, she's uh, directed episodes of uh, Doom Patrol, Amazing, uh, or excuse me, American Gods, um, The Punisher, Blackish, Black Lightning, Luke Cage, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Lethal Weapon, the, the series, and... Um, yeah, obviously a couple episodes of Eureka as well, and Dear White People, um, and yeah, I she's done a lot, and she's pretty fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah, so, that's what I got on her. But yep. uh, I feel like we've pretty much covered it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought we were going to be talking for two hours, but I think we got a good sound version <laughs> of this. <laughs> In that case, please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks on Apple Podcasts because it helps us immensely. Uh, remember, you can find Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, that's kind of a lie. It's mostly Twitter. Uh, at and mostly Linda. <laughs> <laughs> I will chime in every once in a while, but. And I'll be Linda's more active just... after this month. Um. But yeah, uh, you can also write to us at broomflicks at gmail.com and check out our show at bednubsandbroomflicks.com or just go to uh, cageskiss.com and that will take you to the landing page where you can click on bednubs and broomflicks. Uh, last but not least, if you'd like to help support us and a local bookstore uh, while purchasing a book or movie, please purchase through our affiliate page at bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash broomflicks. Uh, you can find me on the amazing podcast, Cages Kiss. Uh, we're back for a little bit um, covering uh, the latest uh, cage films and also you can now check me out in the second season of the podcast sitcom Forgers a crowd where i play mrs halverson jane where can the people find you uh you can find me just sitting at home and making sculptures out of wet pasta <laughs> 
I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. And you can catch us next time on the for our next episode. We're going to continue on with the with Sabrina. We're covering uh, episode four of season two, Doctor Service's House of Horror. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, until mm-hmm. then, what's that got to do with my uh, mossy stump ma- <laughs> knob? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to go with a Lupercalia type knob or <laughs> my mossy or, or a pop up book knob. <laughs> my mossy stumpy knob. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's not moss, Linda. That's not moss. <laughs> You should have been paying attention to that blackboard, Linda. <laughs> 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 <laughs>